Good afternoon or evening, maybe morning. Pretty sure it's not morning for somebody. <laughs> but in any case, I uh, just want to welcome you to Thrift Stores and Coffee Shops if you are new here. Um, I know we have a sister from another mister coming all the way from Egypt. Yes, honey. I know that's right. You better represent. <laughs> she is a listener now here. Um, my blessings to you, my dear sister wherever you come from, wherever you're listening from. In Egypt, I just want to say welcome and appreciate you. Um, just thankful. Now we got Africa out here in these streets, and I love it. <laughs> Speaking of Africa, uh, this topic is going to be covering a lot of African-American cultural uh, experience type of thing. So if you don't want to listen, you might want to just turn it off now because I'm really about to speak to some things because there's been a lot on my mind. And there's a lot at this time, and I just really wanted to bring light to some things that I've been noticing over the years, being a Black woman in America, and just my cultural experiences with others that are from different parts of our beautiful native land of Africa, as well as just culture in general here because of how, as Americans, we may or may not be brought up to. So I'm not really here to speak on racism, been there, done that. But it will be coupled into it because it speaks to where we are now and what we've had to experience over the course of the years that we've had to even endure some of those things as people that have been brought up here in America. And I'm not talking about just from the Black perspective. I'm talking about from any perspective, um, if you yourself have experienced some type of backlash for being the race that you are or the ethnicity that you are that you yourself couldn't control you know becoming this person because this is just the way you came into the earth you know that was just God's plan and that's it's not your fault let's just say that from any perspective from any race from any person that's listening on here the way you were born is not your fault you know and it's a beautiful thing no matter who you are I just want to make that disclaimer that we all were created by God. We were made in the image of God. If you believe in the Bible and you believe in the book of Genesis and how it all began, we were all created in the image of God and the likeness of God. And whatever path we choose is on us because we have something called free will. Um, to speak into salvation, Jesus came because we needed a savior because this world was a hot mess. Still is a hot mess, but thank God for Jesus. Amen? Amen. So what I wanted to speak to was, forgive my dog in advance if she barks because she's just... It's really nice outside and she wants to go back outside. So we might do that later. And <laughs> um, I've just, what actually prepped me to start talking about this was I was watching a podcast. I say listening, listening and watching at the same time, a podcast. And they were talking about um, part of the segment, how someone had made a video about, um, feeling like they were, I guess, taking from African-American women that it was a celebrity, an actress. Um, Y'all know who she is, but I ain't gonna say her name on here. <laughs> but she basically was talking about how she felt like she was taking from African-American women and all of this different stuff as an actress. And she wasn't, she wasn't um, saying how she she wasn't really, she, I guess some guilt was on her. I don't know. I had watched the video prior to them actually talking about it. So it kind of helped to put more perspective on it and not just my own. 
because I know when I saw the video, I was like, oh, you poor thing. Like, you didn't really have to do this. But OK, if that's how you felt, then that's how you felt. But um, she basically felt, I guess, like she wasn't doing enough for women of color. And she's biracial, the person that was speaking to it um, and how she felt. And honestly, she's not even from America, so I don't know why she felt the need to even apologize. But if that's what she felt in her heart, then, you know, have your have at it. But my thing is, from the perspective of a God-fearing woman, that is not necessarily in the media or actress or anything like that. I got where she was coming from. I personally didn't take it on as something that I I felt like she needed to apologize for that. I mean, you work diligent, you work hard, you get the things that you do. Um, and if you didn't feel like you had to cross anybody to get it, then that, that was yours, you know? Um, but my thing is, I'm tired of people having feel, feeling like they need to apologize to me as a Black person in general for slavery or for making me feel like I wasn't good enough. That's on your head. Like, I've struggled enough with my not feeling good enough and in insecurities as a, a human being, as a woman, not just as a Black woman. So, like, I've worked through that with God and Jesus and I have my moments, but like, you don't have to apologize for that. Like when I saw a video of people apologizing to all these black people, these white people were apologizing to black people for slavery. And it was like a recent video in the last couple of years. I was just like, I thought it was dumb. I really did. And I'm sorry if you're on here and you thought that they needed to apologize because none of nobody was there during slavery that were apologizing. They don't even know if they had slaves as, as a white person. And as a black person, I, you know, they, as the black people that were there, probably didn't know whether or not their ancestry had slavery. You know, I mean, nine times out of 10, it probably was, but some people were long freed before, you know, generations free before they actually ha could trace back long enough to actually say, oh, those people were slaves. Like, I don't even know how many generations before my, you know, my family came out of that. I, I had no idea because we haven't done that research, you know? That's the thing that pisses me off, too, about black people. And I'm going to speak to it. And I don't care if you're black on here, you don't like it. We always want to get mad at something that we don't even know any history about. <laughs> it's like most people ain't even read a history book on slavery. So why are you getting so pissed off about it? Because what they show you in the media, like, I literally laughed at this meme that was like somebody was somebody tweeted and it was hilarious. It was like something that they said, um, like, it was it came to the point where it was like black, like, voices, we're like the tweet was like this like when you see a media company like a netflix or a streaming service something like that come out and they're saying honoring black voices and then they had four pictures of slave movies that's exactly what they do like i was saying that's exactly what they do they as in the media tycoons behind pushing the same agenda they've been doing for years when it comes to black exploitation and keeping the slave dream alive for people of color and black people and those who have been oppressed by this thing called slavery. I, I'm to my point where I'm starting to realize a few things. When you have the Holy Ghost in you and you operate in the spirit, by the spirit, and allowing for God to work in you as a human being on earth, um, because, you know, we know life on earth is a temporary assignment. This world is not our home. The things that happen within this world are sometimes unfortunate but at the end of the day we have to be reminded of this thing called heaven and this place called heaven and that this is just where we are for now to make change and to bring kingdom down i do believe things will get better everybody always say things are going to get worse but god's kingdom has to come too so that's the beautiful thing about it it's like everything doesn't have to be 
oh, this is the end result. Like I said, you know, I posted that I was tired. I was having one of those weeks before, but that doesn't take away from, you know, that's my human side. That's my feeling side. That's my pretty much my, my flesh, you know, just being like, God, I'm tired. You know, I don't know anybody in the Bible that didn't have a moment that I had last week. You know, I don't know anybody in the word that didn't have struggles with God. I don't know anybody that didn't, you know, have words with God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We know he's all the in all, infinite, omnipresent, omniscient, all of those things. Alpha and Omega, he is that thing. God is it, you know, and he is all of it for me. But me and God be boxing though. Like <laughs> I'm taking him in the ring and I'm hitting him. Like, why are we going through this? <laughs> and he's like, I can take it. Hit me, hit me, you know. I can just see Jesus there. Hit me, hit me, hit me again. I I I'm gonna hit you because I hit it here. <laughs> he's like, but you have me, and I'm like, okay, I can breathe now. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one here. Like, I'm keeping it well headed with y'all here on this podcast for today. Like, it really, I have those moments with God. And, I mean, they said Jacob Jacob wrestled with God. I don't think that wrestling was like, oh, God, we're just having a fun time. Like, it was, like, not a play wrestling. Like, no, I won't let go until you bless my soul. I literally need you to change my name. I literally need you to make me different and new because I am feeling all of the things that are going on around me. And my world is feeling like it's crumbling. I know it isn't. But it looks like that, you know, there has to be an end result to all of these things that we're facing in, in with the trials and tribulations. I mean, I could speak to it, speaking being an African-American woman with all of the trials and tribulations that we've had experience as a people. We could see that the bad side of it, but then we could see the resilient side of it, too. It's like, well, we are a strong race. We are a strong people. You know, we're strong because of the strength God has given to us. And it's only supernatural. It's not anything that we could do in our flesh because our flesh gives out. You know, if you work out 25 minutes to 30 minutes doing all these reps and all that different stuff, yeah, you're going to get stronger. But in your in your flesh, your flesh is going to get tired. You know, you can only work out for a certain amount of time all day and even athletes need to take breaks you know that are olympians you know serena williams has to take a break sometime during her day she's amazing at what she does she's one of the greatest tennis players of all time don't at me you know but she gets tired too her body her body can get weary even though she's strong and i would never want to like go tit for tat with her because she probably knock my lights out but <laughs> because she's so strong in her arms in general i mean mine it mind you i'm like five two literally but like the reality is even athletes get tired if that makes sense you know even people that are really strong you know sumo wrestlers get tired they need a break you know they need water they need gatorade boxers mma fighters everybody bought everybody's body eventually could break down on them because this is flesh this is the world's you know we're in a suit this is our i guess you want to call it astronaut suit on earth you know we're just all floating around in these things but like supernaturally we're strong you know i remember having <clears throat> I would say having a dream, but I watched um, over the weekend. I still need to finish it. Um, the Avengers, and I had never seen it. I know I'm a late, late to the party, but I was just like so intrigued because I do love like hero movies and like, um, like, like really like I love suspense movies, mystery movies, like trying to figure things out. I love those intense movies where it's like, what's the next move? I love when things are like very complex in movies, kind of like. Um, 
Inception, you know, with Leonardo DiCaprio. I love trying to figure things out. Those type of movies are like puzzles. Like I love movies like that. And then I love hero movies and and, and Spider-Man and all of that, even though I wasn't like really into it. Like I love watching those like very like intense drama action movies. I really do like it. It was a really good one. The Accountant is a really good one too, about how Ben Affleck played like an autism spectrum. Um, yeah, I mean, man, but he was brilliant. Like, ugh, I just love that movie. But in any case, not trying to plug, but if you want to go see those, you know, download a net, uh, one of those streaming services, none in particular, but sometimes some of these movies, if they're, if they're too, like, if they're fairly new, you can go watch them on like YouTube, but <laughs> some of them are free, but some of them you have to rent. But yeah, just anyways, like I was watching the Avengers, sorry to get off on a tangent. Um, and I was just so intrigued with what I was seeing. Um, it just reminded me of like the supernatural that, is not oftentimes portrayed, um, but it is portrayed really well. I feel like in movies, you have the animated series that are really good, um, depending on who does a movie and who's a production artist, whether they're secular or they're Christian, it doesn't matter if it's well done, I'm watching it and I feel like I, my spirit can take it. Um, but I just feel like the Avengers was well played. I would have chosen a different Spider-Man though, because I'm like, he's not one of the originals. He's like a young book. I mean, it's cool you trying to include Gen Z and all that, but I was just like, he just they just needed the original when the first one came out. That was just my take on it. That's the only thing I would have changed. It made different, but he did all right. <laughs> anyway, um, I just, I, I have so many things to say about this. This is not a movie review, but anyways, getting back to the Avengers, I just really was intrigued with the movie because I felt like, and I feel like oftentimes movies do have a supernatural side of them. If you really do dissect them like that and you really do look at them from that lens as opposed to just going to watch a movie and being entertained, you can get so much ground from it. I love the movie series Divergent, um, the book that was based off of the, Ver the Veronica Roth series. Excuse me, I still haven't read the books. Hopefully one day I'll get be able to. But it was based off of um, Shaylin, is her name, I forgot her last name, who played um, Triss in the movie. And it just really brought me back to biblical, like, things in how we are in this world, but we are not of this world. And how we are more supernatural than we are natural, even though the world makes us feel like this is only who we are. No, we are more supernatural than we are natural. Because like people have always said, and the Bible is... The, the, the spiritual world is more real than this world. If we could flip this world around and see the spiritual world outside of the natural world, we'll see how much this natural world is just fleeting. It's just dying away. And the supernatural world is just always going to be around us. Because when we leave this world, that's where we're going to be forever. If you know Jesus, you know, you're going to be on the other side or you're going to be on the, the good side, you know. But at the end of the day, like we really are supernatural beings. And it gets me so excited because I'm like, I really can do this. Like it makes me turn my negative thoughts about myself and the world around me to the positivity. And God has been dealing with me last week. Exactly why I was having such a crappy week was my thought process and my words that I was speaking and going back to how I used to think about things as opposed to where he has me now. And it's just like, I don't want to go back to that place. Like I'm too I've come too far to turn around, like the old school says, you know, God has brought me too far. Why are we looking back at the past? Like the running of the race is to get the goal and the prize. When you run a race, you're not running to go backwards. You're running to go forward and you're trying to finish. So I'm trying to finish strong, finish well, be consistent in my laps 
am I running in the way that I'm running so that I can continue running and not go back, you know, and not have to even stop, you know, I need to get as much strength as I can and, and, and gird up and train well and all of those things, you know, didn't know I was going to be going off into part two into some other dimension about this whole thing. But I just wanted you to hear me like our supernatural side is just much more bigger than the natural I can see. And I think that's what keeps me going. I think that's what keeps me pushing towards my forever because forever is going to be a long time with God. But I want to bring part of that forever down here on earth. I mean, I really want y'all to get this today. I really want you to just tap in just for five minutes. <laughs> Give me five more minutes of your time. Tap into this. Let our forever be forever right now. And when I think about <clears throat> taking it back to the whole slavery thing and black people and how I feel like we as a people can readjust our thoughts is really let's not go back into time. There is an agenda to keep us oppressed as a people, and there's an agenda to keep people oppressed as a people. If you're not knowledgeable, if you don't know your rights, if you don't know your law, and you definitely don't know the Bible law, because Bible always stands over anything else in this world, whether people agree with it, um, are for it, are interested in it, like Christians, don't like Christians, not really into it, doesn't matter. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God. The word was God. I mean, John 1 tells us that, and Genesis 1 backs that up. Because in the beginning was the word. It was what it was. And that's our truth. And I'm going to stick by that because I know that Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is alive. It didn't say that he kind of is. He may be. No, it said he is the. When something is the, that means that's it. The infinite. There is the one and only God. There is him. Yes, and he is him. If you want to say pronouns, he, her, him. He's the Godhead three in one. That's his pronoun. He, them, they. <laughs> plus one jesus <laughs> that's his pronoun he don't need one his pronoun is god his pronoun is love no love is a description word so that would be verb but <laughs> well to love when you put two in front of it it means it makes an action but i feel like love is an action word it's a it's a description word whatever you want to describe it it is what it is it's a feeling it's a thought it's a person it is god you know anyway not to get all into that but in any case I just wanted to bring that to light. Like we have to change our mindset. And I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and we were talking about, you know, like slavery and, and the embodiment of all of the campaigning that's been going around and how there's just a lot of, um, I guess, support <clears throat> of the black community right now, which I'm not against. I love that the community of color is being supported and people are really actively um, purchasing um, biz, you know, buying from businesses that are black, you know, there's a lot of black owned businesses that are being put into department stores, which I feel like is great. You know, maybe that's a part of the whole reparations thing. I don't know, but <laughs> maybe they feel like they're doing us a service as people of color. I'm not totally against it. I can kind of see like the kind of like well, they're trying to market to us too at the same time, just depending on how you look at it. Um, but I can't be so against it. I don't want to feel like I'm complaining because I'm like, whatever, they're helping people of color. Let's just be okay with it and just move on and just keep keep going for the greatness that you believe you are. And anybody on this podcast, you know, I believe in all of you. So don't, don't take this the wrong way. I'm just speaking to this because this has been so present in our day and time. And being a black young woman from Seattle, Washington, I've seen a lot. You know, I haven't had my mom's experiences. She's from the rural South. There's total different things that she's experienced than I have, but it doesn't take away my experience as a black woman in America, in Seattle, in living in Portland, 
literally becoming the BSU president and dealing with like racist Nazis on my campus in my building the night that I went back home. Like these are things that I don't really talk about, but they have happened. And it made me realize, oh yeah, racism is still prevalent and it's still real. This was back in 2008. So it was only but 10 years ago, but still it happens and it's still happening. Look what happened to the foot on the neck of George Floyd. It's happening. And I'm not oblivious to that. I'm not that person of color that's just like racism. Just let's just be done with that. No, people are racist. They have racist hearts. They're really, really, really hurtful. They're really, really, really hateful. And it doesn't make sense to me. You know, me and my friend were talking about this the other day. Like, there's no point for it. Like, I can't understand why you would think that way, why you would be that way. was her, you know, stance on it. But mine was, it's like, sometimes, cause like, we can't even change people's heart. It, we can't, we, we can't, we are not the one to change the heart. Only God can, you know, I love seeing stories when I think it was like Oprah or something has these people on her site, on her show when they were racist and they really just couldn't stand people of color, but then they would come back and be like, you know, I was wrong. I, I, I have, I have love for people of color. You know, God changed my heart. I really see people as who they really are supposed to be. Not what I think they are in my brain. Like, I love when people change because anybody can change. And I remember watching like a, a interview with Will Smith and he was talking about his grandmother said that people are reachable and they also are teachable. I'd like to add that like nobody is without being taught. You know, I think it just takes education and it takes you to want to learn. I think that's why we have ignorant people around us saying stupid things and doing dumb things because they're not educated or they have pride or they think that their race is better or they think that this way is better or I have to be at the top. I have to go here. I have to do this. I have to do that. And it's not just white people. I'm not just talking about that because there are other races that think they're better than others, you know, that are not white. You know, there are some races that think they're better than whites, you know, we didn't think like that, you know, and a lot of people like to break down the word race and racism, I'm not really here to do that. You know, people say, well, there's a difference between racism and prejudice. Well, by definition it is, but I think when God looks at it, he's like, it's all wrong to me. <laughs> when God is looking at it, he's like, if you have hate in your heart towards your brother, how are you going to expect me to forgive you or love you? You want blessings from me, but you can't even forgive that person that like hurt this other black person. It's like, and it's not saying that you can't feel the injustice for the situation, but if it wasn't you, why are you still holding on to unforgiveness in your heart? Like I mentioned on a previous podcast, um, I don't know if I posted it yet, but (laughs) like when I look at the Emmett Till story, his mother, Mamie Till, speaks about what happened to her son. Like one of her last speeches was impeccable. I was like, this woman was amazing. Now she had to forgive those people that did that to her son. If you've never heard of the Emmett Till story, I would encourage you to go and at least read about it. I wouldn't say watch it because it's just so much to see in it. And you might not want to be ready for all of that because it was disgusting and it was degrading of a human being. And I could never imagine, I couldn't imagine my son having to go through that. Like I couldn't imagine it. And I, I pray I don't ever have to live to see something like that in my lifetime because I'm glad I wasn't born then because I probably would have hurt somebody knowing that that happened to my child. But thank God Mamie had a relationship with the Lord because that's the only way she was able to forgive those men that did that to her son. And the story that goes is the men lost their sons, you know, or their children, whoever their children were at the time, the ones that did that to her son, Emmett Teal. They didn't, they weren't able to raise their children. God, God is a God of justice. I'm sorry. And he's the one that says, I will avenge. I will repay. You know, I, you know, he's vengeance is his. So he will take care of you. If you are his servant and you love him and you do exactly as she, he says do, you know, it's like Mamie had to forgive them. That was probably the worst part about that whole situation was like, how can you forgive somebody that would do such a horrific thing? But God's grace, 
we will never understand the love of God, I feel like, until we meet him. And I felt the love of God. I literally have felt God pierce my heart with love. And it's something I've never experienced since that day. And I always ask God, can I please have that moment? I've experienced God's presence. I've experienced his, his surrounding. But his love, the way that I felt when I was brokenhearted during high school, I have never felt that. And I mean, it was the most exhilarating experience. Like if I get to experience that every day for forever with Jesus and God, I will be happy the rest of my ever afterlife because I have never felt that type of love. And I'm hopeful that I can experience that with the spouse that God has for me. Like, because that's the type of love that I want. And that's the endearing love. That's the unconditional love. That's like something that nobody could ever give you but God himself. And that's, I can only speak to that experience because it really does take a God to really penetrate a heart, to have mercy on somebody who could do such a horrific thing to somebody else. And I mean, in any given situation, not just that. Because when she talks about it, you're like, how could you forgive somebody like that, that did that to your son, but she had a relationship with God. And that was, I could only speak to that being the only way she could forgive somebody like that. Like, even when people have a relationship with God, they have a hard time forgiving. I had a relationship with God and I had a hard time forgiving. I still am working on some parts of my forgiveness because of the wrongdoing and the repeat offenses that some people keep doing. It's hard to just be like, really God? But God said 70 times seven and you're just like, okay help me work through this Holy Spirit, you know, because it's not easy to forgive. We could say that, oh, I forgive them. Yeah, it's a process. It takes time to think about it. You have to write sometimes. You have to journal. You have to tell the person how you feel. You have to go through counseling. There's different ways God will walk you through that process. But as long as you're working on it, there's a difference if you're working through it and you're trying to forgive and God is working on you through that process, then you just completely oblivious to the problem, acting like it never happened, moving on and still staying bitter and not even trying to touch on it. That's when God, I feel like, is like, okay, you're going to still struggle in some areas because you're choosing with your will not to forgive. You could choose with your will to forgive and work on it, even though it hurts, or you could not choose with your will to work, not work on it and then walk around bitter and just be broken and just be like, well, they're going to pay for that. And God is like, yeah, and you're going to pay for it too because you're not forgiving them. Either way, somebody's going to pay. <laughs> Either you're going to pay to go through the process and forgive, or you're going to pay and not forgive and really have to pay because you really ain't going to be forgiven for your sins because he's just, that's Bible. Mm-hmm. That's just the way God works. And you know what? God is very just and he's very fair because he's God. It's his word. If you're choosing to follow this route in this path, then I'm sorry. There's no excuse for us not doing exactly what God says to do in his word. There's no excuse for not forgiving the people that did what they did to people in slavery. Especially when you weren't there. Why are you holding on to that? <laughs> There's no reason for you not to let, let that go. Now, is there oppresses, oppress, oppression and systematic racism and all of these things to keep people of color and all type of people down? Yes. Should we be for that? No. Do we need to fight with justice and take action? Yes. I'm not against that. Let's just make that disclaimer. We must do the work. We all do. But do we need to be walking around being bitter towards white people and looking at them sideways because... They, they ancestors and they mamies and they mamie mamies had slaves. No, is where I'm trying to get at. And if you're Caucasian, if you're white, if you're white American, you're listening. If you're somebody from Europe, you're listening. Hit me out. I'm for everybody. I'm not for racism. I'm not for injustice. And I'm not for anybody being treated less than a human being. Black people. I'm not for that treatment. I'm not. I will keep making this disclaimer so you can understand where I'm coming from. 
there's just like a catch-22 thing to this thing because I'm a Christian and I can't just be living my life all all like the world and claim to love God, but I can't forgive my neighbor. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make sense for me to hold on to something. Toward... Okay, let me just ask this question. Let me not keep going on this. It's rhetorical. Yeah, so think about it and then answer it for yourself. What good is it, it going to do for you to hold on to bitterness that happened in the slavery times? whether you're white or whether you're black, or you feel like you're being an advocate for slavery. Like, what good is it is it for me to hold on to that? Like, I know I wasn't there. Yes, it did happen. I acknowledge that. But if I'm not moving on from Dr. King's dream and creating my own dream, then why am I still even holding on to that? Because Dr. King had a dream. He came and went. God fulfilled his dream. God wants to fulfill my dreams. I don't even want to hold on to Dr. King's dream. Do I honor his day? Yes, I've been to his house in Atlanta and all that. Think he was a great man. And I've been to Memphis at Lorraine Hotel. I think everybody should go see it. I think it's great monument, great museums, but we have since moved on from them. Dr. King had a dream. You need to have one now. Like we don't need to even be holding on to his dream so much to the point that we don't create our own, if that makes sense. There's a new dream that God is always doing. If the if it were not so, God wouldn't have said it in his word. God said, I'm doing a new thing. So why are we still holding on until Dr. King's dream? He's like, I'm already on something new. I'm gonna raise up another. We're not going to be on Dr. King. He already had his day. He has a legacy. He is named, his street is named in every flipping state of the United States. I don't know if it's in Hawaii, but probably somewhere down there too. Like literally, I love Dr. King. I had a dream about him when I was a little girl. We studied him. We know him more than we know any other black person in this, <laughs> in this whole vicinity that did some work, okay? Which needs to change. We need a whole book that's dedicated to African-Americans. I do believe in that. And educating our kids on the inventors, on all the leaders, right, right, civil rights leaders, the people that came and went. We need some African heritage in there, too. Who were all the kings, the priests, and all of those people, the emperors over there in Africa? Like, we need a whole black book called the Black Bible with everything black in it. I'm with it. If y'all want to start contributing towards that, go on the website, there's stores and coffee shops.com. And I'm serious as a heart attack and donate very well on the very bottom. I will give that towards that specific crowdfund <laughs> through my account so we can start building this book because I'm with it. I'm I'm ready. But at the same time, I'm just saying we don't need to hold on to any bitterness because we got too many black inventors that are still coming up, creating for us to not just do something together and live this best life that God has blessed us with. You know, Harriet Tubman came and went. She did her part. They call her the modern day Moses. You know, there's going to be another raised up to continue to keep the fight going. We do need to keep fighting for justice and peace. I believe in it. But when people are evil and they just want to do wicked things, we got to just keep bringing the kingdom down and banding together. It's called unity and unifying. Why am I going to be mad at my white sister for something that she didn't do? That's dumb. I'm holding her in these chains of bondage that she didn't even put on the people. You know, whether her ancestors had that problem. That was her ancestors. They dead and gone too. Why am I going to be mad about that? Like they, my people's dead. Their people's dead. That's all I just I tell, told my friend when we was having this conversation. I'm like, with Emmett Till's mom, it's like, what can you do about a situation that's dead and gone? Like she's gone. Her son's gone. The men that did it are gone. The only person still alive is the, the, the sister who allegedly said that he whistled at her, which didn't happen. We all know the truth about the story. And maybe God is just giving her a chance to get it right. I don't know why she's the only one still alive. God knows everything. I can only say God have mercy on her soul. I pray she asks for forgiveness. And that maybe at the end of the day, she'll be with Jesus and Emmett Till and his mom. I don't know. 
because I don't know where the brothers are. I mean, they did that a long time ago, and they did. So that was between them and God. If they make it right, well, we all know what happens to the people that don't make it right with God. <laughs> they might have another chance on their on their time, on their deathbed. I don't know. But that's why I leave it in God's hands because I'm like, I'm not worried about it. It's not my situation to even carry. Like, I'm not going to carry that burden of Aaron, even Teal's mom when she's laid, laid to rest already. Like, her son is gone. It was injustice. It happened. That sucks that that really, that was just a terrible situation. But that's how it was back in the day. But if you have a problem so much with it, get in the justice system. You go sit at the seat at the table. You go sit at the judge's seat. You go make the decisions and not be biased or racist or systemically oppressing people in any given race or any ethnicity or background. I don't even like saying race because, you know, in America, it's just jacked up how they even put surveys out there about race when nobody actually is acknowledged. Just to always say prefer not to say because, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> what race am I? I'm the human race. That's That should be the main thing on here. Dumb. But this is the way that the system is set up. This is continue to do statistical data. They get whatever reason it do, to do it for. I don't know. Don't even know why it was a system. But it was definitely a system created to set up to try to keep marginalized communities marginalized and all the other things happening as well. I mean, I don't need to read a book to tell me that <laughs> and keep people divided and to divide and conquer and all of these things. You know, we could talk about the crack epidemic. We could talk about Black Pound, the Black Power, Black Panthers and all of that. All of the things that were happening in LA, police brutality, all how everything started, you know, but I don't need to do all that. There's history out there for that. I just think the books need to be written. And I think we as Black people need to start writing them. So at the end of the day, guys, you know, I love God. I love Jesus and I love you. I'm just here to bring some light and shed some light to a situation that needs to be shed on. And I think ultimately we need to change our ways, our thought processes and not hold on to heritage in the negative we need to start creating history um, that's going to be last and long giving and long standing for the generations to come and leave a legend <clears throat> I don't want my children to be left with legend of I was always bitter about what white people did to me no I want them to be left with the legend of my mom was killing it in the streets in our community she was giving back my mom gave everything that she had to the poor as much as she could. We had a nice life, but my mom taught us to serve. We were not entitled brats. Like my mom had us going to the elderly, giving back to the kids. We gave away our toys every year when we weren't playing with them. We fed the homeless. My mom created these shelters in these group homes for kids and teens. My mom hosted all of these shows for these young people so that we can have a voice at the table. You know, my mom, I want my children to say that. My mom gave she gave, she gave, she gave, she lived, she had fun. My mom took us these places, but my mom taught us to serve. But my mom taught us how to be an entrepreneur and educate other people on how to do. But my mom gave. My mom forgave. My mom gave, okay? Everybody talks about when I leave this earth, I want to be empty because what did you do? You gave. Give today. There's stores at coffeeshops.com. <laughs> Love you guys. Talk soon. Bye.